everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, giving you trusted guidance to make your life better. And I just smile so hard every time I'm recording one of these episodes, just thinking of you out there listening in, because this topic, uh, this is this is a really fun one that I can't believe I haven't talked about on this podcast before, because anyone who knows me knows that I'm always walking around with some crystals. I got crystals in my pocket, crystals all over my house, crystals in my car, crystals on my wrist, crystals on my jewelry. And uh, one of my friends, like, laughed. My friend Rush, he laughed at me, and he was like, boy, you are a crystal, okay? <laughs> and so I'm going to talk about crystals on this episode and everything you need to know about them. I'm going to talk about the myths and some of the misconceptions about crystals that a lot of people sometimes think are true and how to pick them out if you're trying to figure out what crystal you need to get for you or even how do they work or do they even work and what do the different crystals mean? What do they stand for? And even when you do have your crystals, what do you even do with them in the first place so that you know that you're really making the most of them and I'm going to talk about cleansing them and and doing all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I want to really start with here that I know is a huge myth and let's just start here. Because a lot of times people think that crystals are against their religion or worshiping something or any something like that. And I just want you to hear from me right now from somebody who's been a crystal head for a long time. That is not what it's about at all. And I actually have a really funny story for you. So I was at my aunt's house, my great aunt. Okay, so this is this is my grandpa's sister. And anybody in my family right now already knows what story I'm going to tell because we talk about this all the time. Well, I was at my aunt's house for Thanksgiving and I had these crystals in my pocket because, you know, that's just what I do. And my cousins were there, my younger cousins. And I think I had tried to pull my chapstick out of my pocket and a crystal fell out. And then one of my cousins, who I didn't even know was into crystals, he's like 10 years younger than me. He goes, oh, my God, you got a rose quartz in your pocket. And I'm like, yeah. And then my other cousin goes, oh, my God, I got a clear quartz right here. And so meanwhile, we're all in here. All have crystals with us. None of us have talked about it because it's kind of like taboo, you know, around the older people in our family. And so I pull out all my crystals and put them on the dining room, not the dining room table, the coffee table. And (laughs) my aunt, you should have seen her face. Like I pulled out all these crystals. My cousin pulls out his crystals and she comes walking up and literally says, you better put those things away and not have those out of my house. There is only one Lord and Savior in this house, and that is Jesus Christ. So put those things away, and I better never see them again. <laughs> she was, you would, she was gonna have a heart attack. I mean, she was so offended, and I felt really badly actually in that moment because I realized how <clears throat> her offense to the crystals really showed how much damage has been done in our community, around our connection to the earth. And when you go back into our history, and I'm going to say our history as as black people and really as any people who um, have been indigenous to, you know, any place, when you go back into indigenous cultures, you see that connection to the earth was one of the most essential elements of life. Not just of religion, but of life. And when you look at what's happening right now to our earth, 
And you look at what's happening right now to our oceans and with climate change and this disconnection that has happened in the modernized world as it comes to our relationship to Earth. We see what that disconnection is causing. And one of the things that was so fascinating for me, if you haven't listened to this episode, I want you to go back and listen because I did an episode, it's actually episode number 60 on this podcast, I think it was put out on February 3rd with Dr. Kira Daniels, and it was an episode that I did for Black History Month called Black History Before America Religion. And one of the things that she talked about is going all the way back to indigenous cultures and specifically cultures in Africa before we came to America, really understanding and looking at how being connected to the earth was one of the most essential elements of us being connected to God and us being connected to spirit and us being connected to our higher selves because God created all things that are on this earth. And one of the deepest manifestations that we have of God is not just in you and me and the people that we are here, but of this planet, of this planet that is created that we are living and coexisting on and this planet that is alive. And so when we connect in with crystals, we are connecting in with the earth. And one of the things when I was talking to Kira in that episode that I found so fascinating is if we just look at the history You know, indigenous people all over the world have always been connected to the power of the earth. And over time, as, um, you know, colonization and industrialization and demonization of some of these ancient practices has been implanted on us as oppression, we've been disconnected from that. You know, historically over the last hundreds, several hundred years, we've been disconnected and told that it's wrong told that it's against our religion, told that it's worshiping the devil, told that these things are things that we're not supposed to be doing. But the reason for that is because if we were connected back to the earth and these things, we'd be connected back to our deepest source of power. Nature is what brings us back home. And, you know, there are many ways that we connect with nature. And I think one of the ways that we can do that very deeply and practically every day is, you know, obviously walking outside and going on hikes and doing that, but also just having crystals in our hands. And I'm going to tell you how they work. And and one other thing that I'll say that I think is really beautiful with this generation, the generation that we're in right now is we are, like my sister Sheila Marie said, the first generation of healers, especially as, as black healers really Um, as a full generation, really embracing our healing again. And what's beautiful about this is we are coming back. We are coming back to these ancient ways. And, you know, some people can look at it as like some spiritual white people stuff. But you have to remember that this stuff came from us in the first place. (laughs) So we're returning home. And we have to not be afraid. And so one of the big reasons I wanted to record this episode was just to just to give some clarity on how all of this works. Because I have found that when we connect in into some of these places, um, we get access to a source of power that doesn't come from the crystals, I don't believe, but comes from within us. And connects us back to these deep sacred places within ourselves where we source the power that's always been within us all along with the crystals and other tools that we use as a reminder. So what I want to get into now is uh, how they work. And I'll say right now 
that there's a lot of stuff out there. You can look up online if you want to go all into it about how crystals work. And some of the things that are debatable, right, are like, okay, does the crystal itself actually do anything to you? Now, that's debatable. And I'll say, you know, you can believe what you want. I believe it kind of sometimes. But there are a couple things here that I want to talk about that are not debatable. And they are two ways that I think crystals really work their magic, for the lack of a better word. And it's grounded in science. So the first thing is by the power of beauty. And now this might seem basic to you, but I want you to listen carefully here. So you cannot look at a crystal. Almost everyone looks at a crystal and goes, whoa, wow. You look in the detail and the way the light shines on it. And this beautiful thing that literally comes from the darkest places in the earth and even like a rock on the outside that then opens up and turns into this beautiful crystals of all these colors and natural gemstones. We just go, wow, we get into this state of awe. And when I say awe, you know, like A-W-E. And one of the things that's happening right now as a science, and it's being really led by one of my mentors named Dacker Keltner, and he's a professor at the University of California, Berkeley, at the Greater Good Science Center there. And they are doing research on awe. And they find that when we as humans experience awe, and it's in those moments when you see a baby being born or a beautiful sunset or even like listening to Oprah's acceptance speech at the Golden Globes in 2018. And these moments like watching Beyonce perform at Coachella, you know, there's so many moments that we experience awe, big and small. And the, what they're finding is that we have awe experiences all the time. Some are little moments and some are big moments that make us go, whoa. And when we have those moments, they connect us back to a knowing that we're connected to something greater than ourselves. And when we feel that, we as humans get this sense of of ease. And they're finding these amazing studies that show like people who are experiencing awe, like for example, people who are looking up at a tree in a study versus looking at an office building were more likely to help other people who were in need. Um, There's so many other studies that they've done that you can look up there at, at the Greater Good Science Center. But crystals, I believe, use their beauty their innate beauty of all the different colors and sizes and gems and different things that they have and all the textures and cuts that make us go, whoa. And when we see them, we remember that there's something at work that's much greater than we are and that we are connected to that and that we're all connected to each other and not just to each other as humans, but to the plants and the animals and the earth. And when we have that feeling, um, what they've shown in a lot of the studies is that our worries and the the little minor concerns that we're having in our day sometimes go away and we get access to the source of power that we believe that everything's going to be all right. And so I think that this is one of the ways that crystals really enchant us and work their power on us is because we experience this sense of awe, even just a light sense of awe when we touch them. I think about this, I have this huge, beautiful amethyst crystal on my, um, on my kitchen table. And every time one of my friends walks in the house, it's like one of the first things you see, they go, Oh my, Whoa. And they go, look at it. Can I touch it? And you know, the sense of like, wow. And that sense of wonder does something to us and not just in a, again, woo-woo spiritual way, but they are proving it in our brain scientifically. So that's one way, all right? The second way that I really believe crystals work is the power of intention. 
Now, this is now I said that whether crystals themselves do something to you based on the energy that they emit is debatable. But one thing that is not debatable and that has been proven by science over and over is the power of intention. And I believe that when we choose a crystal and we have an intention, so let's say we're choosing the crystal for love, which could be like a rose quartz crystal. And so we, by choosing that crystal, are saying that we have an intention to create and feel and experience more love. And by holding that crystal, we are holding a material version of our intention in our hands as a reminder of what's really important to us. And the science has proven, anybody who's listened to any of my talks or, you know, on visioning or intention setting is about a part of our brain called the RAS, reticular activating system. And I won't go in crazy detail about it here because I've done it in some other podcasts that you can listen to, um, specifically the one that I talked about creating your mission, vision, and goals for the new year, which was uh, in December of last year. You can check that out. And the RAS, the reticular activating system, is the part of our brain that helps us focus on things that are important. And so, for example, the RAS turns on when, well, it's on all day, but it really goes into hyper hyperactivity when, for example, you lose your car keys and you're rummaging around your whole house trying to find your car keys. What your RAS does is it zeroes in your eyes, your attention, your everything to just see your car keys and block everything else out. And this is powerful, not just for your car keys, but for your life. So when you are saying, I want to focus on love, then your RAS will say, okay, throughout this day, throughout this life, throughout these moments that I'm going through, I am choosing subconsciously even, to focus on things that represent love. And so you start to see that in your world more because you have chosen to set an intention on that. And what I believe crystals do and how this really comes into play is when you're wearing a crystal or you have one in your pocket that represents something, and I'm going to talk about some different popular crystals and and what they represent, some of my favorites really, um, in a moment, but you're choosing to have a physical manifestation of that intention with you all the time so that your subconscious mind and your conscious mind can remember to focus on that which you find important. And if we don't, if we don't decide what's important to us, if we don't set an intention, then what science has proven is that our brain just goes into default mode which is like random shuffle mode. And it just goes off thinking all this shit's important that really is just there to keep us comfortable. And sometimes the things that keep us comfortable are the things that keep us stuck because it's familiar. And if we're trying to grow and change, which I know everybody listening to this podcast is, we have to always keep our mind on our intention for growth and the ways that we want to change and evolve as people. So crystals, I believe, do this This is one of the things that I don't really think is debatable because if you say your intention is for abundance or for wealth or for, I guess it's the same thing, but, you know, (laughs) abundance or for wealth or love or clarity or protection or confidence or whatever it is that you want, then holding that crystal just gives you a clearer reminder every time you see it to anchor back in to the energy of the intention that is always inside of you. 
so that you can live it out in the world and see it out in the world around you. Because we know that what we want to create in the world has to always start within. The revolution really that we want to see starts inside. So that's how I think they work. And and I know people are going to ask, you know, well, Justin, what do you think about whether or not crystals themselves um, do something? Like if they have an energy that does something to you. And the honest truth is, I don't know. I don't. I've had some experiences where I've been like, whoa, that was something. And then some experiences where I'm like, man, I didn't really feel it. You know, so it just it just depends. And in, in I'm open. And the reason why I stay open, um, and that doesn't mean that you have to stay open to this, but the reason why I stay open is one thing, again, that I know to be true and that science has, again, proven to be true is that the human brain only has like – a perception of, I think, like 10% of what's actually happening in the world around us. There's so much that we can't sense, we can't see, and we can't perceive because our experience of reality is really limited in some ways on our five senses. And um, so I am very open to the idea that there is much more going on than what my little brain can perceive. And one of those things very well could be uh, the energy of a crystal you know, revealing itself and healing and, and doing all these different kinds of things. So um, you can you can read more on that if you want to, because there's a lot of information out there in both directions. There's there's a lot of information in both directions. So intention and beauty and awe are the things that I don't think are arguable and that I believe in with my whole heart. So let's talk about now, because you have an idea of how crystals work and a little bit of myths about them. Let's talk about how to pick them out. Like, how do you pick your own crystals? And here's another little, like, 1.5, you know, myth here. Um, A lot of people have said to me, and I actually saw this online too, that people think that you have to be given a crystal as a gift and that you shouldn't buy it for yourself. If you haven't heard that, just pretend I never said that because it's not true. Like, that doesn't make any sense because if you want to cultivate some kind of energy – Um, In your life, you don't need to just like wait. I don't know when the last time somebody like said, here, I have a gift for you. It's a crystal. So if you wait for that, you might be waiting your your whole life, (laughs) like an entire lifetime. Um, So you can go to the store and pick one out. And I'm going to talk to you about two ways that you can go and pick out a crystal for yourself. So the first way is uh, one of my favorite ways. And this is to, again, say what the intention is for your life and the vision you have for your life and what you're trying to create. And then go pick out a crystal in a store that has that representation. And I'll tell you a few of my favorites. Um, First is amethyst. That's one of my favorites. It's also my birthstone. I'm a Pisces, February Pisces. Um, February 22nd is my birthday. And uh, amethyst represents, among many things, uh, the intention of protection. And I'm just going to say a couple of like the basic intentions here, energetic properties of the crystals. Um, as I know them, but obviously they they go way deeper than this, which you can just Google as you want. Um, the second one that I love is clear quartz. Now, you've probably seen these before. These are those clear crystals, you know, that are kind of see-through, and we see them all over the place now, and they represent so many things, but uh, what I use them for is clarity and focus. Very strong crystals for clarity and focus and making sure that you have a clear state of mind for the decisions that you're trying to make and the things that you want to do, and especially if you have confusion around anything going on around you. Now, another type of quartz that they have in quartz is Q-U-A-R-T-Z, 
is a rose quartz. So the first one I said was clear quartz because it's clear. And the second one is rose quartz because it's pink, kind of like the color of a rose. And um, it, well, a pink rose, I guess. And <laughs> the color uh, or what it represents is love. And um, I love this because it represents love in a romantic sense, but also unconditional love for yourself and for others. I think we should all have a rose quartz crystal handy because when we lead our lives from a place of love, it's just so much beauty and magic unfolds. And another crystal that I carry on me, I mean, I was honestly wearing a necklace with this uh, crystal on it for years and years and years. One of my favorites is called fluorite. And no, not fluoride like in your toothpaste fluorite (laughs) and um, fluorite is gosh it represents so many things it's purple kind of like amethyst but it has a little green and blue in it oftentimes as well and uh, fluorite represents making good choices and trusting your intuition and oh I bring this thing you know it's a necklace but sometimes if it carried in my pocket if it doesn't match my outfit if I'm doing something or needing to make a big choice or having a big meeting um, because I, I love being reminded of the fact that the answers that I need are inside of me and I just have to anchor into my intuition. And another one that lots of people love, lots of people love, is citrine. So citrine is that yellow crystal and it represents abundance and wealth and good fortune. It's just magical. And another one that you'll love is a one called carnelian, which is for confidence. And again, there's many other meanings for these crystals, but I'm just telling you like what I use them for and kind of what I see as the main benefit. And then the final one that I'll tell you about is uh, black onyx. So black onyx is a super sexy crystal, a stone, I guess, more. And um, it represents grounding. And so if you start to feel spacey or like you're not grounded or like you feel like you're kind of all over the place or frazzled or scattered, um, I find that black onyx really, really, really helps ground my energy. And this is one that's interesting. So like I know I said earlier, like I'm not sure if crystals do things. When I have black onyx and, and I hold it, I actually can, when I close my eyes, feel my energy start to ground a little bit. So this is where the mystery comes into this, you know, here and there. Now, that was one way that you can go into a store and pick your crystals. And, and just as a recap, it's to think about what your vision is for your life. What is it that you're trying to call in? What is it that you're trying to create for yourself? What is it that you want to do? And if you don't know, it's go back to the vision that you wrote for yourself. And if you haven't written a vision for yourself, go back to that episode at the beginning of the year where I talked about writing your vision and think about who you want to be. And what you want to call in and then grab a crystal that represents that. And if the things that I just listed, which are my favorite crystals, don't resonate with you, just Google search literally like crystals that represent love or crystal that represents whatever you want, you know, and um, even self-love or whatever. And you'll see a list and and then just go to the store, your local crystal shop or kind of spiritual woo-woo store will find it. If you don't know where one is nearby you, you can go on Yelp or Google Maps and um, you can look up either like spiritual bookstores or type in crystals or anything like that. And you'll, you'll find something hopefully somewhere nearby you enough that you can make it there and uh, then go pick something that you need. Now, let me get into the second way that you might enjoy picking out a crystal. Now, the second way is and I love doing this, is you just go into a crystal shop, okay? And you just walk around and see what catches your attention. And you can 
Think about attention in two ways. So remember I talked about beauty, right? So you can first see, whoa, what crystals when you walk into the store make you go, whoa, and then go to them and see what it means. Read, ask the person in the store. Usually when you go into a crystal shop, you don't even have to ask. Like they have little cards next to them that say what they mean, or you can even have your phone in Google. But I like to go in and go, ooh, what is that crystal? It's just kind of calling my attention. It feels beautiful. And then maybe grab them and touch them and hold them to your heart. And you can see, okay, does, do I feel a connection to this or not? And if not, then you put it down and keep it moving. And if you do, then maybe this is one that you take with you. And it doesn't matter how big they are or how small they are. That all doesn't matter, right? It's just about having them. And sometimes if you get a little tiny crystal or a stone, it can cost you $3, $5. They don't have to be super expensive and they don't have to be super elaborate, right? Just go with what you can do and what calls to you. And then another way that you can see what grabs your attention is just instead of looking at just the beauty of the crystal, um, take the beauty, I guess, kind of make that secondary and see what crystal is calling you energetically. So what I'll do is I'll walk. Now, this is this is the most woo-woo thing I'm going to tell you on. Well, maybe not the most woo-woo. I got a couple more woo-woo things coming. But but you can walk around the crystal shop and just stay, stay quiet. Maybe put your hand over your heart and stay connected to your center and just feel which direction you're being pulled in. And see which crystals are calling you. And maybe even without looking at the names or looking at what they are, see what's kind of pulling you in a certain direction. And then just trust that what you're being called to is what you need. And oftentimes I'll be shocked because I'll go in and I'll be like, whoa, what's this one? Oh, I'm feeling like energetically drawn over here. And I'll look at what it means and I'm like, holy moly, like this is, I didn't even, I would have never even thought to come in for this. Um, and it's often exactly what you need. So those are some ways that you can actually explore looking at crystals, even going in for something specific or going in and letting the energy guide you through your intuition. Now, once you have a crystal, this is an important question that everybody will have, is what the hell do you do with them? How do you use them? How do they actually work in your life? Now, there's a few different ways, and let me start with some of the basic stuff so I then can get into some of the more interesting things. So the, the most basic ways, and, and I want to say this, when I'm saying the word basic, I don't mean it in the way that we've started to use basic, <laughs> like in pop culture these days. It's not bad. Basic is not worse than or not less than or less meaningful in any way. I'm just saying that they're, I guess, easier. Um, so some of the easier ways are jewelry, right? So wearing crystals as jewelry. And so you'll find some crystals that are on bracelets or on necklaces or on rings and I love this. I wear crystal bracelets almost every single day um, and necklaces sometimes and even sometimes earrings if I'm feeling a little, you know, extra fabulous. <laughs> and and you can wear it as jewelry. Another easy way is to carry it, carry a crystal in your pocket. Um, if it's small enough, you put it in your pocket and just have it on you all the time. And when you put your hand in your pocket to get your phone or to do something, you'll feel it. And remember, you can just pull it out of your pocket and hold it in your hand and, and be, you know, magnetized and reminded of its energy and the intention that you set. And now another really simple thing that you can do, and this is getting just a, a little bit more advanced here, is to create an altar with your crystals. And what I mean by an altar is, you know, 
everybody, I believe, should have at least some small little sacred space in their home where maybe you have pictures like of things that are important to you. So like on my altar, you know, I have a cross, I have some crystals, I have a picture of my grandmother who's, you know, just uh, such a, an angel for me that passed on. You know, I have some family things. I have a few special things that I have on my altar. And this is kind of your sacred spot in your home. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. You don't have to have some big elaborate altar. It can just be a little teeny tiny corner on your bedside table or somewhere that people won't really bother. And you can put a couple crystals there knowing that this is somewhere that's kind of a sacred space to you. That's like an anchor for you that you can come back to even to look at the things that are meaningful for you in your life and just to create a little altar with uh, a couple crystals. And then another option, and this is something that a lot of people do, is to meditate with crystals. So meditating with crystals is is really great and it's easy. What I normally do is I sit down for my normal meditation. I'll grab whatever crystal it is that I want that represents kind of the intention that I'm setting for my day. It may even be the same crystal that I'm going to carry around in my pocket. And I'll start my meditation practice with holding the crystal up to my heart and taking a few breaths and just setting my intention and infusing that energetically into the crystal so that I'm reminded of my intention every single time that I grab that crystal. And uh, then I just set it down in front of me or hold it in my hand while I meditate. And that kind of anchors the crystal as this physical object that is a representation of what it is that you're cultivating in your life that day through your meditation practice. Now, other simple ways are just putting them around places in your house so you see them. So like, for example, um, okay, so let me tell you, now this is a couple little trickier uh, things that are a little more interesting. So places that I keep crystals that I think are fun are uh, in your pillowcase. So obviously little ones, nothing that's going to hurt your head, right? But like little crystals you can put in your pillowcase for helping you sleep better and, and your dreams or things that you're trying to cultivate in your life or maybe just sprinkle them around your bed sheets, you know, a little bit, not too many, like, you know, just a couple, one or two that are in there with you. And this is something um, that I do. You can also have them next to your workspace. So right here next to where I record my podcast, I have crystals all around me right here. I have Palo Santo. I have crystals, sustainable Palo Santo, of course, and crystals, Um, around this space to really infuse my intention for bringing episodes that are always connected to the heart. No matter how busy I am, no matter how much is going on in my life, I always want to make sure that I'm anchored into my heart when I'm talking to you guys on here. And so I have crystals around me here to represent that and for creativity. Um, You can also, let's say you're going to give a big presentation or you're performing on stage or you have an audition putting crystals in your space. When I perform, I often put a little crystal right in front of the stage um, even that I can see when I randomly look down at the ground when I'm speaking or performing. And most people don't know that. But if you ever come see me live, you'll likely notice that I do that. And uh, yeah, so just, uh, ooh, ooh, here's a fun one. If you have a larger crystal, now this is not something you want to be like, uh, that you can choke on. If you have like a pitcher of water, that you use in your house to like pour water from, you can put, as long as it's clean first, you just put um, some crystals in the water to kind of infuse that energy into the water. So you're drinking it, 
It's infusing the crystal energy into your body. I told you it's going to get a little more woo-woo here. <laughs> and um, another thing that you can do is like, let's say you have a creative project you're working on, like a book or a script or a song or something, or even just work that you're doing on your computer. Um, at night, I'll often close my computer and put a crystal on top of it to like just really set the intention for what I'm trying to work on that day or what it is that I try to work on the next day. Or you can, you know, put a crystal on top of your notebook or on top of your journal or wherever you're doing your writing or your singing or whatever. So just use it, like use them around. They don't have to be these static objects that just sit in one place. Bring them with you, incorporate them into your life, and you'll start to see um, how it how it all unfolds. Now, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I talked about was clearing the energy of your crystals. And this will be the last topic that I focus on here for this podcast today. So what happens when we use our crystals is we're putting a lot of energy into them. And this is something that I do believe. Um, It's just we have a lot of energy coming off of us and a lot of things that we're releasing and letting go of or praying on or asking for or wishing for that we're kind of... um, hinging on the energy of the crystals to hold for us as this reminder. And so it's really important that you clear the energy of your crystals every once in a while. And you don't have to do it too often, um, but one easy way that you can clear the, energy, clear the energy of your crystals is to do it on a full moon. So what is said is that if you put your crystals in the moonlight of a full moon, then it resets the energy of your crystal and clears it of anything so that they start fresh and new. And so I'm not suggesting that you have to do this every full moon. I don't do it every full moon. But if I have certain crystals that I know, okay, I've been using this a lot or I've been going through a really hard time and I've had this crystal with me um, the whole time or I had a big event and, and you know I was really holding this crystal the whole time and I'm ready to clear that energy, just like you might sage your house or your apartment, you just use the full moon energy to clear your crystals. And you don't have to actually even put it outside. Um, You can even just like put the crystals in your window, um, like, you know, behind the curtain and or behind your blinds so that when the full moon comes through your window at night, which hopefully it will through one of the windows in your home, then the energy of the crystal will come, of the moon will come through the crystal, sorry, the energy of the moon will come through the window and cleanse your crystal. And if you have a space, if you're lucky enough to have an outdoor space, then put your crystals outside and uh, that will clear them you know, very directly, but both ways work. Don't feel like you have to have an outdoor space to do it. And you just keep it there overnight, grab it in the morning, and you're good to go. Um, one thing you don't want to do is uh, cleanse all your crystals with like water or salt water. Even though some crystals are fine in water, um, a lot of crystals will start to erode in water. So if you have certain crystals just Google search and and check if it's uh, okay to go in water. So I think that's it. You know, I this is a very kind of like how to like informational based podcast episode. And, you know, I just mostly want to remind you this, that all of these tools that we have, things like crystals and different kind of energy tools, I really believe are just ways that we anchor in and reconnect to the power that is inside of us. And we do we use so many different things to do this throughout our day. And some of those things are toxic, right? Some of those things we use like weed 
to make us more creative, to access our creative power. Or we use alcohol to make us more free or release our inhibitions so we feel more alive. Or we use caffeine to make us feel more awake or more energized or more focused. And crystals is something that we can use that is really connected into the earth that is connected into the source of power and God and the universe and whatever it is that you believe in that is here for us and that we are a part of as well. And so the same way that you would reach for anything else to help you live a life that's more fully aligned with who you really are, I pray that you can use a crystal as a healthy and connected way to really anchor into the power that's always, always inside of you, baby always. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you are liking this episode, I invite you to share it with a friend and and rate this podcast and write a comment and subscribe to it wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Apple or Google or whatever you're listening on, CastBox. Just the ratings and the subscriptions and the comments and the sharing really, really, really help. We're getting really close to our 100th episode, which is just freaking amazing to me. And uh, really grateful to have you as a part of this community and uh, got some exciting things coming for you after episode 100. I thank you. I honor you. And I hope this brought a little bit more just positivity and joy and connection and magic into your life. This has been Justin Michael Williams, and I will talk to you on the next episode. (laughs) 